Mike DeWine makes yet another plea to Ohioans to battle the coronavirus, but he makes no move like he did at the beginning of the pandemic to actually slow it. Joe Biden will keep alive what has become a tradition in presidential election years, closing out his campaign with a visit to Cleveland. And First Energy is not giving CEO Chuck Jones any kind of golden parachute as it boots him to the curb amid the HB6 bribery and racketeering scandal. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing for Monday, November 2nd. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. In an open letter to everyone in Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine pleaded for people to band together and fight the coronavirus as the state continues to see record highs in new cases. He said that despite the stark political divide as Election Day approaches, people must pull together to fight the common foe of the coronavirus. Ohio hit another record for cases Friday with 3,845. DeWine reiterated Sunday a point he has made during his twice-weekly briefings that the coronavirus is spreading through gatherings like weddings, birthday parties, and football watch parties, not schools or businesses. But DeWine fails to note that he has absolutely no hard data to back up those claims. His health department has not tried to determine where people were getting infected for most of this pandemic. Cuyahoga County is hitting records as well, setting them Thursday and Friday for new cases, and the positivity rate of tests has jumped at an alarming rate. Despite the growing and inexplicable surge, DeWine has said he does not intend any kind of shutdown. Continuing a record that dates back to at least 2004, the Democratic candidate for president will make Cleveland one of the final stops on the campaign trail. Joe Biden will be somewhere in the Cleveland area on Monday, his campaign announced on Sunday. His running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, was in Cleveland October 24th, a sign that the Democrats are looking to boost turnout in Northeast Ohio. Barack Obama won Ohio with a surge in Northeast Ohio voting both times he ran, but a lot of those people stayed home in 2016, and Hillary Clinton lost the state to Donald Trump by a large margin. First Energy's decision to fire its CEO, Chuck Jones, and two other top officials was not your normal golden parachute kind of decision. First Energy is refusing to pay out stock incentives to Jones and the other two, who were all fired hours after a judge accepted the first guilty pleas in the House Bill 6 scandal. The utility has told the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that an independent review committee of the company's board of directors would consider whether any recoupment, reductions, or forfeitures of other grants, awards, and compensation may be warranted against Jones. Documents show he earned more than $70 million in salary and stocks since 2016. He was the CEO while the utility was providing $60 million in bribe money to get Ohio lawmakers to pass a package greatly enriching First Energy, including a rate scheme and a $1.3 billion bailout of nuclear plants First Energy owned at the time. 
We've now had two efforts by robocallers to discourage voting by Democrats in Northeast Ohio, with the second taking place in Shaker Heights. At least those are the ones we know about. Residents in Shaker Heights say they've received calls that falsely say their polling places will be closed on Election Day tomorrow. It's not true. If you got such a call, ignore it. Polls will be open tomorrow from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. In the other robocall case, two right-wing operatives placed 8,000 calls in Cleveland and East Cleveland, telling voters that their absentee ballot applications would be used by police-serving warrants, debt collectors on the hunt, and hospitals planning mandatory vaccinations, all of which was not true. A judge ordered the men behind those calls to do another round last week in which the message they sent admitted the first call was a lie. And the latest story of a well-known small business closing down because of the coronavirus, the owner of Melt Bar and Grill has announced that the restaurant's Cleveland Heights location will not reopen. Matt Fish, who owns the Melt Restaurant Group, said the 10 years at Cedar and Taylor Roads helped start his expansion from a single Lakewood location. But the pandemic has made reopening impossible. Melt Bar and Grill has nine standalone restaurants across the state, plus stands at Cedar Point and Progressive Field. Fish said he is working with the landlord of the Cleveland Heights location to find new tenants. All of Melt's other standalone restaurants are open for dine-in, take-out, and or delivery as the pandemic continues to grip the state. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer on this Monday of Election Week. It's going to be a newsy week, so check back with us for more briefings the rest of this week. 